All right, guys, welcome back into another PGA DFS video. Got the picks here for the WGC Workday Championship at Concession Golf Club there. Should be a pretty fun event, but with this event, it is the first time that's going to be held here. It's going to be a little one-off, kind of like the last Workday event that we saw there. So it's going to be a one-year thing. So with that, we don't have any data to go off of really course history-wise. Um, so we don't exactly know which key stats to go off of. So maybe throughout the week, I'll adjust the key stats that I'm on. But the ones that I'm on, you guys will see kind of why I'm on that. Then also, I do want to mention the Puerto Rico Open. We'll be covering that as well. If DraftKings comes out with competition or with odds, they typically do. They've done that the last three years. And as you guys know, I kind of, I prefer full field events. That's where the edge is, but you still can have some solid success in a no-cut event like the one that we have this week, kind of like we did at the Century Tournament Champions. That was actually one of the best weeks thus far PGA DFS-wise, so we'll get into that. But real quick to start off the video, I am going to do some sort of small giveaway for this video. So all you have to do in the comment section is just like the video and then comment kind of which your favorite play is, either on the Puerto Rico Open or the WGC event, and I'll be selecting one winner. That winner will get to join the nine to five discord chat uh, which is kind of growing at a rapid rate there it has been some fun so you guys can get in on the fun for that so just a small giveaway there but let's get into the picks for this week guys But real quick, as always, we're going to get into those golfers that actually have the best recent form. And once again, this is going to be over the last six starts on the PGA Tour. Uh, just looking at it, we actually have Matthew Fitzpatrick pulling up as a top dog. That's because his one and only start was last week where he had a top five finish. Xander as well. Everyone kind of knows how well Xander has been playing. He has the longest active cut streak going, and pretty much all of his finishes have been top 15 or better. Uh, you look at his last four. 15th last week, which was kind of a little bit of a disappointment. Second, second, and fifth. John Rahm, pretty elite there. Um, his lowest finish is, was the 13th at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Patrick Cantlay, uh, four straight uh, T15 or better finishes. DJ, obviously we know TJ's been on a roll. If you were to include uh, his win at the Euro Tour, I think he'd be like the third best at, or recent form rank. Tony Finau, you know, playing excellent golf as well. Uh, three straight uh, top four finishes or better. Uh, he's only getting knocked at the STOC there. Victor Hovland, surprisingly here, fifth, second, and 31st place finish. Joaquin Neiman continues to play some great golf. Really had one bad round last week that kind of hurt him, but 43rd place finish and then two straight second place finishes. Max Homa getting in here. So he's been playing great. A first, a seventh, 42nd, 18th. And then 21st, and then rounding out the top 10, we got Colin Morikawa, 43rd last week. He kind of struggled trying that, out that new putting grip. You know, that could be why, but a 7th and a 7th before that. Getting into course history, and I do want to add in here that course history this week is actually going to be kind of no-cut event history. And we're going to look at the last four no-cut events. It's going to be the STOC. It's going to be... Um, Okay, it's going to be the STOC, sorry there. It's going to be the Zozo Championship, the CJ Cup, and then the last WGC event that we have is the one that I actually chose to go with there. So uh, just looking at that, the players that had the best course history, this is just no-cut event history over the last kind of four events that I wanted to highlight here. Justin Thomas, uh, we kind of know he's a guy that excels at no-cut events. His lowest finish was a 12th. He has a third, a second, and a first mixed in there. Uh, Xander, his lowest finish was a 17th. Ryan Palmer, his lowest finish was actually a 17th as well. Lanto Griffin, kind of 
13th, 11th, and 7th. So he didn't have exactly upside finishes, but still there. DJ, 11th and 12th. Uh, Harris English, 28th was his lowest, but he had a 1st and a 10th mix in there. Bubba, who I skipped over there, 4th, 7th, 25th. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, 26th, 12th, and 6th. And then Brooks Kepka as well, 28th and 2nd. So really kind of stacked there on the top. And kind of like we can see there is that you know, strong no-cut event history here from a lot of players. And then just kind of get into the key stats for this week. We'll pull that up here as well. So key stats for this week. I did touch on this on the Sunday video here as well. We don't exactly know what to go off of that much, but this course does look like it's going to play a little bit longer, but it's also going to be one with undulating greens, kind of some green side trouble. If you're kind of struggling ball striking the ball, you're really going to kind of be hurting. So I do want to look at stroke skin approach and ball striking as kind of two indicators there. But this week, playing on a new course with, you know, some greens that could cause some trouble. And we'll be looking at total putting as well. Then with that being said, with it being kind of a newer course, I did want to look at strokes game differential as well. Uh, kind of a stat where, you know, I just want to see players playing well at uh, kind of every event that they played so far. So that's what I'm going to be looking at for this week for key stats. Kind of some players that are popping stat wise. There are not really any surprises that much. Uh, Joaquin Neiman first, Sanjay second, Ryan Palmer um, second as well, John Rahm fourth, Daniel Berger fifth, Webb Simpson sixth, uh, Terrell Hatton seventh, um, DJ, he is eighth, getting really knocked because of his total putting where he ranks 185, kind of shocking there, Xander, he is ranking ninth, and then Victor Hovland as well, rounding out the top 10 there. So really not surprising. All guys that have been playing some great golf thus far in the PGA Tour. Uh, but that's really it for kind of the preview. So let's get into the picks for this week. All right, guys, so getting to the picks for this week. Uh, the high end is pretty loaded once again, kind of what is expected when we have a no-cut event, an event that a lot of players want to play in. So really, kind of like last week, this is going to be all about nailing which players to fade and then which players to be on. So last week, I felt like I did a pretty good job with the players I faded. I faded Rory, I faded JT, and I gave decent reasons as to fade them. Uh, fade Hideki, Adam Scott, Bubba, kind of on the high end. The only one that I faded that I kind of regret was Tony Finau because he ended up playing well. And, you know, it was more or less, I just didn't want to play everyone in that price point range. I was over Xander. I was by walking the, I was on walking Neiman, obviously, uh, kind of in that price point range as well. Uh, John Rahm, Bryson, who he missed the cut. He sucked, but DJ played well as well. So I don't really, you know, it's a matter of just not wanting to overextend the player pool too much. He would have been the next player in, um, had I done that though. So kind of unfortunate there, but it's going to be the week that we have again this week. So just kind of looking it over, really the only player that I'd want to fade in this range is going to be Rory. He's been struggling. So, you know, you look at his recent starts here for uh, no cut advance, nothing really great that would want you to play this or pay this price point. You know, recent form has been okay. Other than that miscut last week, um, staff fit could be a lot better. He only ranks out 28. So for me, Rory, it kind of seems like a player that I don't want to play this week, but just going off of the high end guys, I don't think we can go wrong with DJ here. Although I probably am thinking about fading him just, you know, he could struggle at a new course here. Potentially. I'm not banking on that. And I wouldn't say that he would, um, there's no reason to fade him. Okay, let's just put it that way. Uh, John Rahm, I'm going to be okay with as well as a play. Uh, he typically plays well in no-cut events, as we can see. Did struggle at the FedEx St. Jude, WGC FedEx St. Jude, but 
Other than that, he's been in great recent form. He's a great stat fit, ranks out seven this week. But I do feel really good about Xander once again. He's been playing some quality golf. We know that we're going to get four rounds out of him. And if we get that, he's going to play great. Um, you look at these finishes here for Xander. Really, his worst one was the 17th finish at the Zozo, which once again, that was a new course as well this this year. So in terms of like new courses played, Zozo and CJ Cup, I think are going to be good kind of indicators of which players we should be on because they played obviously at a different event. He ranks second in strokes gain differential just behind DJ as well. He's really checking all the boxes in terms of a play that we'd want to be on. He could be a little bit better at ball striking as a whole, but overall he's looking like a play that, you know, we have real no reason to fade. He should have some security as well. Do you want to mention Justin Thomas? The guy has been elite in no-cut events. You know, he has honestly made his career in no-cut events. Um, something about getting four rounds for JT just really makes him, I guess, gear up for an event. Um, so JT, there's, you know, top 15 stat rank play. Obviously disappointed last week, but um, I, I don't want to say it was predictable that he would struggle last week, but it was definitely in the range of outcomes where I would say him struggling this week would definitely be reduced a little bit more this week. So, I, you know, I don't mind JT as a play this week. Patrick Cantlay seems like a safe play. Bryson should be able to bounce back, although um, he's only okay in kind of events like this. I do expect him to bounce back, but we'll have to wait and see on that. Tony Finau has been playing some great golf. He does have some upside, but I think I'll probably end up fading him again this week. Probably won't feel good about that. Terrell Hatton, um, great stat rank play. I kind of worry about him at this event with the length, uh, the way that it is. I'll probably decide to fade him. Bruce Kelkham just talking it over. So, you know, how random of a win was that uh, at the Waste Management now that we're kind of seeing it? So, I mean, honestly... You know, it was in horrible recent form leading into that three straight missed cuts. And then he followed it up with a 38th place finish. Um, kind of just looking like more of a random victory there for Brooks. Although we do know that he can have upside kind of randomly. Uh, we saw it at the WGC St. Jude. So, you know, I wouldn't want to bet on it. Kind of getting lucky twice with Brooks Kepka. If you guys were one of those that were on him at the waste management. But, you know, it could happen. He's a guy that can get hot, obviously, take advantage of kind of a longer track. I just worry about him overall as a play. Uh, Daniel Berger does check out as like a great play, but he's going to be coming back from that victory. Typically with a guy coming off of a victory, we, you know, don't exactly want to push it normally because they've been struggling in their next event back, kind of circling back to Brooks there where, with that 38th place finish. That's not exactly what you'd want. Uh, but other than that, you know, Daniel Berger does seem like a safer play. I think he'll be a solid play overall. Top five stat fit. You know, Daniel Berger at this price point does make a lot of sense if he was not coming off of that victory there. But still, you know, he's going to be a quality play for you. Uh, Patrick Reed doesn't really move the needle too much for me. If you guys want to play him, you can. Webb Simpson, I'm going to be perfectly fine with. He kind of just seems like a safer play at this price point. I do think it's going to be worth it. Just looking across the board here. Um, Solid recent form, 42nd place finish at the Waste Management. That wasn't that great um, for a guy that had great course history there. But before that, a fourth and a 17th. He's had four or three straight T17 or better finishes in the no-cut events. And his worst stat that we're looking at is going to be strokes getting approach 91st in that. But other than that, you know, all top 50. He's top 20 in ball striking, total driving, strokes getting differential, opportunities gained. Could be doing a little bit better total putting, but overall, he makes out as a top 10 play. Then Colin Morikawa, uh, it's going to be up to you guys what you decide to do with him. I could see him having a good week this week. That's going to be up to you guys there. But really, the high end for me, I think this week my approach will be 
go hard on the top end guys like John Rom, Xander, and then try to find some values because we do have a decent amount of quality values. And I really think it's going to be easy to fit a, a couple of those studs in this week, especially with some of these players down here in the low tier that are definitely, they're just mispriced. We'll put it that way. So let's get into the mid tier here. If I can get it, we'll do just 79, whatever. Don't want to mess around with it too much on the live stream. So, you know, Sanjay M, if you guys want to roll with him, you can. He is coming off of kind of some better recent form as of late. He has the second best stat fit in the field this week. Not really shocking for Sanjay. He, he, he typically is a good stat fit. He typically is a guy that is checking all the boxes. Um, although, you know, the 31st at the Zozo and the 45th at the CJ Cup does worry you a little bit, given the fact that those are both two new courses that he really struggled at. You know, that is a little bit of a worry with me. Cameron Smith, I do see some upside with him as well. Um, could be a little bit better stat rank play, but 18th in strokes gain differential, that tells me that he does, you know, typically play better than the field at whatever course that he's at. Um, really, that's the only good stat that he has rolling with. Um, could be a fine GPP play, but for me, I'm going to find some value kind of down here on the lower end, going back to Joaquin Neiman, who really, he struggled in that third round, okay? For me, I'm kind of just writing off players that struggle in the third round just because it played a lot differently. You know, you start and stop, you're playing in those high, really windy conditions where, you know, that can just really throw off your round that could really derail a tournament, which before that, Neiman was playing well. He was right in position to actually contend for the victory, so... You know, I still think he's in good recent form. You know, his two starts before that were second place finishes. Um, we look at event history here. Second at the STOC, 17th at the Zozo, 6th at the CJ Cup, 52nd at the St. Jude. You know, you don't like that, but, you know, the most three recent ones he's played well at stat fit wise he's the first in the field, which, you know, not shocking if you've been following along this season. Ninth in strokes can differentiate. Sorry, ninth in strokes gain differential, fourth in ball striking, second in total driving, 21st in opportunities gained, 42nd in total putting, um, 12th in strokes gain, uh, T to green, 30th in strokes gain approach. I mean, for me, Joaquin Neiman this week, I think he's going to be just a spectacular bounce back candidate for me. I'm not really seeing a reason to fade him, although he is in that price point range this week where a draft can just likes to do it. Hey, we got Joaquin Neiman here for you guys. You have absolutely no reason to fade him. So that means he's either going to go off and get a top five finish for you, or, you know, he is not going to play well and he's going to finish bottom 90% in the field. Uh, that's just kind of the theme this year. I don't see that happening with him, but, you know, Carlos Ortiz was the same situation last week where he was checking all the boxes. Uh, it's just kind of one of those things this year with DraftKings, with this price point. It's, it's a strange anomaly that's going on. That's why I can name him this week. I'm going to be playing him a ton of him, but if you guys kind of decide to fade him because, we have no reason to fade him, and that's the reason to. I can't really blame you this year. That's kind of been the theme. And then after that, I actually don't mind Wills of Taurus here. Um, has been playing spectacular golf, really. Only struggle at Pebble Beach, 55th place finish. Other than that, three straight T17 or better finishes. Relatively decent staff fit. Um, 14th in strokes game differential. Could be a better in ball striking, but he does rank out uh, top 15 and strokes gain to the green and strokes gain approach as well. Um, he's a guy where technically his game should be a good fit for this course. That price point doesn't seem like it's too much. So I'd be fine with him as a play at that price point as well. So as you guys can see, 
Nothing to really go crazy with in this price point range. Now, all of them I think are fine plays. If you end up on someone that I didn't mention, you know, I'm going to be fine with it, but they're all plays that I don't think we should exactly go out of our way of uh, making this week. So now we'll dump it down into the low tier. Dump it down, drop it down. <laughs> all right. So Louis Oosthuizen, no, not really feeling it. Let's just go over the plays that I like. So I do expect Harris English to bounce back a little bit this week. He struggled two events in a row, really. Uh, waste management and the farmers. Um, and that's coming off of his victory. So it does seem like he had uh, kind of a mental lapse recently after that victory, which does make sense. You, you know, you kind of just don't think over shots as much because he, he's a guy that was due for a victory. I've been playing great golf. Heck, I would say he was like top five last year in terms of, you know, great golf played kind of each week, the consistency factor, which is something that I value, especially in terms of PGA DFS. So um, I could I could see him bounce back. Um, Overall ranks out as a top 12 staff. I'll have a little bit of Harris English in GPPs, mostly just due to his price point this week. Um, that's kind of what I'm going to be hanging my hat on. Then we go to Carlos Ortiz. I do expect him to bounce back as well. Um, you know, I don't think he played poorly last week. He just didn't have anything really going. Um, maybe you do worry a little bit about burnout, and maybe that's what caused him to miss the cut last week. Um, you know, burnout. But he missed the cut, so he's going to have two extra days to kind of relax get back into it again figure out what he needs to correct there and he could have a better you know day overall he ranks out top 25 in the model 18th best at fit he hasn't exactly played well though in these no cut events to me kind of the obvious play in this price point range is probably going to be popular is going to be uh ryan palmer here so ryan palmer i'm kind of not really seeing a reason to fade him unfortunately fourth at the ASCOC, fourth at the cj cup or zozo 17th at the CJ Cup and 15th at the WGC FedEx St. Jude. Recent form wise, been a little bit hit or miss, I guess. Uh, 42nd, 2nd, 41st, and 4th place finish. Uh, but overall, staff it wise, 2nd best staff it in the field this week. That's really no surprise if you guys have been playing this whole year because, you know, he's just been a quality staff fit this whole year. Um, his lowest stat is total driving and strokes gain approach, where he ranks 40th. Um, after that, strokes gain T to green is 38th. Total putting, uh, 26th. Strokes gain differential, 20th, ball striking, 19th, and opportunities gain, 8th. So this does set up really well for Ryan Palmer. It sets up for a course that he should be able to go off and really produce at, especially given his price point this week. Um, he's kind of another one of those plays this week where, especially given the price point, we don't really have a reason to fade him. Um, but kind of unique with this price point range as opposed to the other price point range is that these ones haven't been laid us down. It's really been the AK price point range. So I'm perfectly fine with Ryan Palmer this week as a play. Uh, going a little bit lower here, we do have Jason Kokrak here. Jason Kokrak, I would be fine with. Um, he did win at the CJ Cup, so he has shown that upside. You know, was in contention a little bit last week as well. Kind of fell off there at the end. Um, relatively good stat fit though. Top 16. He's a strong total putter, strong total driving and ball striking, which once again, I think that's going to be a key thing this week is just to be in control of your ball at a new golf course. You just need to have that confidence in your shots to kind of just play a new golf course. Well, and then I will say, um, Kevin Kisner, I think he'll outproduce this price point. I don't love him as a play. I could see him being chalky because, People like to talk him up. They like to have fun with him as a play, um, especially at this price point, um, top 20 in the model. I could see him being chalky. And I know I made kind of a rant about chalk on Twitter 
um, in terms of ownership doesn't matter in PGA DFS. Well, in an event like this, a no-cut event where there's only, you know, just under 80 players, well, then ownership does start to matter. That's where you could start to gain some leverage. But, you know, <laughs> this is like really the only event where I could see looking into ownership because it could matter, you know, if, if he's chalk or if he's under him, then you could, you know, maybe make a play there because there's an actual edge there. There could be an actual difference in your full build. Um, and I'll get into that in a different rant. If you guys want to, that rant is on Twitter. Um, really no flaws to it. <laughs> as a whole that rant but now we get into the value tier the value tier is loaded i'm loving the value tier this week guys uh so we'll start off here on the top end so sebastian munoz i don't mind i should just say that right off the bat i'm good with sebastian munoz as a play um but we'll get into Abraham Answer. So Abraham Answer, thank you once again i'll give him another thank you here thank you for sending out that tweet on wednesday saying that you know you hadn't made the trip just yet to california he was able to make it but i was able to adjust a lot of my builds to get him out of those builds and i was able to get on max homa and sam burns a lot uh due to it a little bit lucky there obviously i got on jason Kokrak a little bit there as well it's just kind of a weird price point where i was able to make kind of whatever i want work there so thank you abraham answer last week for that but i think he's a strong bounce back candidate this week he's a guy that i think sets up really well for this course you look at what he's done kind of event history um and no cut events 17th 35th 28th and 15th place finish miscut last week which i'm kind of writing that off he has been in solid recent form prior to that a fifth and 17th in his last two events ranks out as a top 20 staff fit ranks out 16th in the model so we're getting a 16th ranked player in the model this week at 6.8 I feel really good about that. I always say it's a no-cut event, so maybe a little bit of that rust of not being able to practice that much last week, and I'm calling that what it was. You know, I think he just needed to practice on the course, and he just didn't have that. This week, I don't see any issues with that. Hopefully, he didn't go back. Hopefully, Texas doesn't have any weather issues, and hopefully, he's not back there again. I don't think he will. I think he'll go straight to the course, but, you know, you never know. I don't think we have to worry about that, though, this week. So I think Abraham Answer, I think he's going to be a strong bounce-back candidate this week, and I just wanted to highlight him as a play this week. Then after that, Lanto Griffin, to me, really just popping as a play. Um, recent form-wise, 26th, 7th, miscut, 41st, and 13th place finish. That's all pretty solid to me. Uh, event history-wise, if we're looking at, you know, the last four no-cut events, 13th, 11th, and 7th. That is phenomenal. 26th stat rank play could be a little bit better, but, you know, 24th in strokes can approach, 20th in uh, total putting, top 75 in ball striking and total driving. I'm fine with that also. Top 75 in strokes gain differential. He ranks out 14th in the model this week as well. You know, those are two plays where they might be chalked because they definitely are mispriced. But if you want to load up on Abraham Answer and Lanto Griffin and then pay up for some studs, I think that'll be the lineup path route to go this week. And that's where it kind of sucks because it's kind of clear and obvious. And that's where maybe we decide to fade one of those guys, even though they're, they're correct plays this week where reduced field ownerships are pushed up a little bit more. You're not going to have as many unique lineups at the end of the lineup process. Um, after that, I'm sure there's going to be some players that are get on a little bit more as the week goes on value tier wise, but really nothing too obvious there. Um, but if you guys want to join nine to five nation, the link is in the description below. It is $10 a month. Make sure to, you know, leave that comment to enter in the discord chat competition there. Um, I think it'd be a great way to grow one, the nine to five brand, but also the community of golf doing a little giveaway there, open up kind of the chat for you guys there. 
think it'd be a fun thing. But if you want to join 9to5 Nation, links in the description below. You get all the tools here that you saw in this video. We'll be covering the Puerto Rico Open once those salaries come out. So I hope you guys enjoyed this video. If you did, please give me a like and subscribe. I do appreciate that. And as always, let's keep cashing, guys. All right, I'm out.